You're tuned in to Treks in Sci-Fi, episode 89 for November the 26th, 2006. Going to be a different kind of show this week. Uh, Going to do a Skype call with some listeners. So here we go. Treks in Sci-Fi. everyone, this is Rico, your host for the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. How's everyone doing out there? I hope you're doing well. It's uh, another week and kind of winding down, at least in the States here, uh, the Thanksgiving Day long weekend of eating and football and shopping, trying to uh, get ready to go back to work tomorrow and get in that frame of mind. But uh, before then, got time for a podcast. Like I said at the start of the of the show there this week uh the the main uh vast majority of the show is going to be taken up by a skype conversation a real fun call that i had with some people uh listeners most of them members of the treksf.com uh, forums that i did yesterday we did that saturday and we talked for about an hour or a little longer on sci-fi television primarily a little bit in the movies but mainly about the current state of sci-fi and tv why we think it's the way it is now a little bit on, on the various shows that are out, what we like about them, and, and so forth. It was a lot of fun, and I'll be playing that for you uh, in a few minutes here. Just got a few uh, bits of business to take care of before we get to the main uh, call-in. And uh, the first one that I wanted to get out of the way is about the contest. Last week I had announced a uh, contest for the podcast to win a large-sized uh, uh, T-shirt, Trexton Sci-Fi T-shirt, and I've got uh, several entries here written down on a piece of paper. One of them, uh, w- most of them came in via email, and you can always email the show at treksf at gmail.com. One of them, though, did come in, uh, send in an audio comment. This is from Tim over in the UK, and I will play his audio uh, comment now for his contest entry. Hey there, Rico. How you doing? It's Tim, or Trekkie Geek, on the forums. And this is my entry to the competition to win one of your t-shirts. The episode I would like to see featured on one of your future shows is from Deep Space Nine Season 4, The Way of the Warrior. I believe this was the first uh, the first episode of the, uh, the fourth season. And the reason I've chosen this is because I remember it coming out on Sky One over here. And uh, it was probably the most action-packed, well certainly the most action-packed Deep Space Nine um, episode I'd seen. Uh, there was there was an awful lot of fighting, and it was very heavily uh, Klingon based. And of course, Worf was introduced into the series as well. Uh, it was a, it was a great couple of episodes, uh, lots of action, and um, I, I would like to see this featured quite soon. So uh, thank you very much, Rico, and happy Thanksgiving to you and the fellow Americans. I'll speak to you soon. Ta-da! Well, thanks for that uh, great uh, entry there, Tim. Yeah, I. Uh Actually, it's interesting. Uh, several of the entries that came in for uh, what shows, what Trek episodes you'd like me to see me uh, do and cover, comment on on the show, were uh, relating to Worf. Uh, several on Deep Space Nine. 
that one, uh, The Way of the Warrior and Sons and Daughters came in. Uh, there are a few others, but it's he, he seems Worf has always been a pretty popular character, so I'm not too surprised. Uh, let me just throw out a few of the other entry um, episodes. Patterns of Force from the original series, In a Mirror Darkly from uh, the uh, last series, Enterprise, uh, The Alternative Factor, uh, there's a few others, but that that's uh, it was interesting. A lot of uh, things from the original series and from Deep Space Nine I got. I think I've, uh, maybe I've been covering the other series as well, or maybe those are just some popular episodes, but I, I'm definitely, I've got these all, all the episodes that people submitted written down on a piece of paper, and I will try to get to those sometime over the next couple of months. Uh, just give me a little time. I, most of them I that were picked are definitely ones with, which were already on my sort of personal list of things I'd like to cover on the show. So thanks, everyone, for the entries. And now with uh, with no drum roll sound effects or anything, I'm going to just roll a die like I said uh, or like I usually do for these contests to determine who wins on the list that I've got. And it looks like it's uh, number three on the list, who is uh, Alvin. Alvin NG won the large T-shirt. So, Alvin, uh, send in your uh, your address to uh, the treksf at gmail.com uh, email and send me your address, and I will send you out your uh, large Treks in Sci-Fi T-shirt. Congratulations, Alvin, and thanks to... Everyone that entered uh, the contest, uh, you know, the main one of the main reasons I did it was to get some uh, ideas for future episodes. I'd like to hear from, you know, more from you guys what you'd like to see me cover uh, rather than it's always me picking the episodes out. I, I've got plenty of those that I, I can easily pick out that I, I enjoy and, and are uh, fun to look at. But I, I, I'd like to throw in some that you guys would like to see sometime and listen to also. I don't have a lot of time for uh, any other sci-fi news, information, collectible talk here because, like I said, the Skype call is rather long. The one thing I will mention is I went last night with my uh, younger son to see the new movie The Fountain, uh, which is a a very surreal and difficult-to-describe sci-fi fantasy tale. It stars uh, Hugh Jackman. Rachel Weiss are they're basically the main characters. I mean, they're they're almost the only actors in the, in the entire movie. Uh, if you really uh, if you're looking for sort of a wild ride and a movie that you're going to really have a hard time understanding and, and maybe explaining to your friends, go see The Fountain. I, I think it was uh, an interesting film. I, I don't know uh, exactly completely what I think about it yet. I might have to watch it again sometime, but. You know, it's kind of based a little, little bit just, to, you know, on the uh, the whole idea of the fountain of youth and living forever, and it's set in three different time periods. And well, that's all I want to say about it. Most of that you can you can read uh, in the brief synopsis online of the movie or see in the trailers for it. It's uh, it's definitely a, a really crazy wild ride of a movie. And this guy named uh, who directed and wrote it, Darren, uh, I don't know how you say his last name, Ar- Aronofsky, something like that. I don't have it written in front of me here, but he did a movie called Pi uh, a few years ago, which is a very strange film also. So he definitely does not do mainstream-type movies, it seems, too much. So um, if that kind of movie appeals to you or if it sounds like it might be something you'd like to see, go see The Fountain. Uh, that's it for me right now. I'm probably going to be doing a Wednesday show this week, and next weekend I'm going to be heading out to Germany. I will try next weekend to do an early show. I'm leaving on Saturday uh, whatever day that is next Saturday, uh, December, well, it looks like December 2nd. I may try to do a show like Friday night, Saturday morning and get that out for the weekend so I don't miss one. 
but uh, I will probably be doing at least one more show before I leave on my trip, and I'm only going to be gone for a week. So without any further ado, thanks for listening this week. I'm not going to be back at the end of the show. Uh, I will just roll credits, as they say, but it's uh, the... The next uh, hour or so, sit back and listen to uh, myself and uh, several people over Skype talk about uh, the current state of sci-fi on TV primarily. So thanks again for downloading this week's show, everyone. I will talk to you again soon, and stand by. Here we go with the Skype call. Oh, one last thing. I'm going to probably insert a short break uh, midway through the call. We didn't really take a break, so it'll just be wherever I see appropriate. I can slip in a a little brief interlude about halfway through the show in case you want to take a break. Uh, just look for that. Uh, so goodbye for now. Stand by for Skype call. I took my younger son out uh, yesterday morning really early. I don't know if I posted about this, but we tried to go out and, and get a... Uh, Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Any luck? No, we didn't. He, he he missed it by one person in line. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Well, we knew, um, we heard that there was a place that was having, uh, that had them uh, available Friday morning. This GameStop was opening at 7 a.m. And they said, well, we're going to have about six of them on Friday morning. So we yep. got over there, I don't know, I think we got over there about five almost five in the morning maybe give or take and oh you went early well there were there were people there that had camped out overnight still <laughs> <laughs> well i hear i hear they're getting them every week though for, yeah for Christmas. yeah yeah the problem, they're, getting, they're getting new shipments every week the trouble is is they don't get a lot so far and when they get them they pretty much are gone so unless you happen to know ahead of time somehow right. or you just happen to show up right when the uh, delivery truck shows up you're kind of out of luck. So uh, yeah, if you have the free time to be there around one o'clock in the afternoon, twelve between twelve and one in the afternoon, that's usually yeah. That's the, he's been the calling the around to a lot of the places, and a lot of them say that's about when their shipment comes in. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's not a really a great time for people that are when you're working and everything. I, I told yeah. them if there's anyone, any of them I can run over to near uh, near where I work at lunchtime, I, I might try that. Hey, we should save this conversation for the call. This is this will be some interesting topics for the. Well, I'm uh, actually uh, I'm actually recording it right now, so we we can. I'll, oh, I might good. just uh, you know start it this way. I really want a Wii myself, but the, the, the problem that I find with the Wii is that uh, there's really not a whole lot that I want to play. The only game I really am excited about playing is The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess. Uh-huh. And, that, and that game I'm really excited about playing, but I can't really see myself paying $300 to play one game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it, yeah, in 20 rest- years, though, your kid will want to play it. Because so, I know my nephew has a GameCube, and he's six, and he, he yeah. just loves it. Eh? And my brother has, like, a 360, and he's not as interested in the 360 as he's in the uh, GameCube uh, games. So. My little girl's only two, so she's yeah. a little young for games just yet. Like, even a Wii. <laughs> she's yeah. Still, she's still a little young for that. But uh, down the road, see, the thing is, down the road, there's going to be some great games like Super Mario Galaxy and yeah. um, uh, Metroid's supposed to be great. And there, So there's a few things coming out, but not till really next year. So I figure I can wait, you know. Zelda can wait. Yeah, when you get... Uh 
when you get your when your kids are a little older, or you, you'll find you can't wait. <laughs> I got I got Viva Pinata for my Xbox 360, and it's a great kids game. Is it's it actually? Okay. The reason why I bought it is because uh, there's a- there's absolutely no games right now that I have for my 360 that I can actually play while my little girl is in the room. They're yeah. all like adult games and violence yeah. and yeah. killing and shooting. Yeah. Daddy, why are you why are you blasting that? Thing? <laughs> why is the chainsaw cutting that <laughs> yeah. man in half? Yeah. It's okay. They really don't die. <laughs> <laughs> but Vivian Pinata is very cute. It's got like all the you know. It's based on the cartoon, the kids show, and but it's actually got the kind of gameplay where it's really engaging for adults. It's a lot of fun. It, it's like a sort of like a cross between The Sims. And you know, or Sim City, and uh, you know, Animal Crossing, that kind of type, that game where you like have to kind of build your garden and get things to come, and it's very cute and very fun. And my daughter actually loves watching it. She just sits there and watches. She thinks she's watching a TV show. Yeah, the the, the thing we've we've heard and seen that that uh, the pack-in game for the Wii, the the Wii Sports, looks like a pretty fun game and and something that would be okay for just about any age. You know, it's got bowling and golf, and I think it uh, it seems like it really uses <coughs> that, that that funky new controller scheme that uh, they nunchuck. Yeah, yeah, the the thing that you wave around, it's motion. Uh, Using a motion control sensor and everything, so that that game is kind of uh, that looks like a nice thing that they've got, and you get it with the system, which is kind of a nice change. Which you know, a yeah, lot they of these, haven't done that for a long time. Yeah, a lot of these systems don't seem to do that so much anymore. But uh, so that's yeah, that Zelda. There's maybe one or two others that my son was interested in, but I think you're right, uh, Joby. They they they're they're definitely not quite as many really hot kind of must-have games with the launch of it as they're probably, you know, might have been good, although they're still selling the things out everywhere, so. Oh, sure. Well, what what looks most fun about Wii Sports to me is how it uses the functionality of the Wii characters that you can create. Like, you can create a bunch of, I think you can create up to a hundred little uh, characters. I forget what they're called. Uh, Mies or something? Mies, right, Mies exactly. Right. Yeah. You can create, I think, up to a hundred of them, and then you can... Uh, they they all like participate. So if you play the baseball game, like the whole team is made up of your little me's. So you can you know you can create a Mr. Spock me, and put him in the game, or create a Captain Kirk me, and then you have your your baseball team made up of all your all your me's. So that that seems like a really fun feature. Oh, that's uh, that sounds pretty uh, like a really uh, great thing to do because you can like really customize your team, which is really nice yeah, exactly. to personalize it. And and the other cool thing about the Mies is that if you have you, you it uses the same kind of friend code functionality that the uh, Nintendo DS does. So if you have a, a friend attached to your Wii over the internet, their Mii characters can come into your world, and so like then you're playing with their characters as well. It's like and they visit and do all kinds of cool stuff. At least from what I hear, you know, I haven't played it myself. But that seems like a really fun feature. Well, yeah, it does sound like it's a really. Uh really good idea that uh, Nintendo's put into that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, I think let's get rolling uh, officially here. I just want to uh, thank you guys for uh, for joining me on this uh, Saturday, the middle of this holiday Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, here we are with another Skype call with uh, some people uh, from the Trex in Sci-Fi forums. We have uh, Joby, and we have Jeff, and we have Mark along with myself here. And we're going to be talking about uh, 
science fiction, television, movies, and whatever else pops into our head. We've been kind of just informally talking before we got started officially about the whole uh, Nintendo Wii and, and, well, we didn't really talk about the PS3, so do, are any of you guys interested in that system at all before we get into the sci-fi talk and that? Go ahead, whoever, anyone, Sony Sony fans. Uh, I'm a huge Sony fan. I'm very interested in the PS3. Unfortunately, there's no good reason to buy it right now. I mean, I can't think of a single good reason to buy it other than to sell it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's. A, I just, I just got a magazine uh, called Game Informer. If you, if I guess if you join GameStop, if you join their little club, you get a free magazine subscription. And uh, they have a, they have a Venn diagram in there of the three systems: the Xbox 360, the PS3, and the Wii. And it shows like all the games that are coming out through 2007. And uh, it's a really gives you a really clear picture of what's available for all the three systems and what overlaps, you know, what you can buy that is available for all three or for available for just the PS3 and the Xbox and not the Wii, that kind of thing. Right, and right. Unless, in, in my opinion anyway, unless you're really desperate to play one of three games, which is would be either Final Fantasy XIII, um, Metal Gear Solid uh, Four, I guess it is, or Devil May Cry, those are the only three games that are exclusive to the PS3 that really seem like they're going to sell systems that people really want to play. Other than that, everything's available for 360, which I already own. So I don't see myself buying a PS3 until the price goes down and until they have a really much bigger library of games. Yeah, I think they just really kind of try to shove it out there for the whole holiday season and they're they're not quite ready. Um, hey, just hold that thought for a second for the for the rest. I, I should have said everyone kind of just go around. Let's just kind of introduce yourself so people will recognize. You know, when you're talking, who who was that talking, and and kind of maybe just say you know where you live and that kind of thing. Uh, sure. I know you were just talking, Joby. So why don't you go ahead and, and introduce yourself a little bit? All right, my name is Joby. Uh, I'm on the forums pretty regularly. My my forum name is Joby Drone Four of Twenty. And uh, I'm from the Philadelphia area. I actually live in Reading right now. We just moved recently. But, uh, you know, I spent most of my life in the Philadelphia area. And uh, that's it. Okay. Uh, how about Jeff? Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, hi. This is Jeff. Um, Jedi Jeff on the forums. And I'm actually from Canada. I live up in a province called Alberta, um, just out of a city called Edmonton. And uh, basically lived there all my life. And uh, The land of we- hockey and beer, right? Yeah, that's about it. And a lot of, <laughs> lot of snow and uh, cold weather this weekend. So. Oh yeah, you've got snow up there. Pr- pretty much. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot on the snow. ground too. Yeah, we usually don't get this much by now, but uh, uh, it came early this year, and it's quite cold this weekend. So it's an indoor day, indoor weekend. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's okay. That's what that, we're on the computers and Skype and everything now, anyway. So, uh, and then last we've got Mark, who is a. Uh, on the forums also, and uh, a real-life friend of mine that I've known for a long time. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, tell us all about yourself. <laughs> hey, this is Mark. Um, Mark in row on the forums, and I live in the metro Detroit area. And he's uh, he's a uh, longtime uh, sci-fi Star Trek buff like me. We usually go out and see all the, the latest movies and things and talk about the TV and and that we share a lot of similar interests go way back what's the, uh, what's the in what's the in row represents have anything to do with ensign row from the next no, generation no no it doesn't no sorry okay just <laughs> although i do like do like that character 
<laughs> no, that that has to do that has to do with Mark where he lives, but uh, and let, you know he's trying to keep the stalkers down, so he probably doesn't want to give that give out the real details of that. <laughs> okay, just curious. That's okay. Um. So anyway, let's uh. You know, get off the gaming thing because that's not really. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting right now with the whole hype of the PS3 and the, and the Nintendo Wii and all that. And and if anyone out there who wants to sell me a Nintendo Wii at cost plus shipping, I I, I definitely would would like to hear from you. So <laughs> we'll get that little advertising or, or begging out of the way. From... Well, can I ask can I ask one question while sure. we're on video games? Sure, go ahead, Joby. Is is anybody? I know Rico, you're planning on getting Star Trek Legacy. Is anybody else planning on getting Star Trek Legacy for the Xbox 360? Uh, crickets, crickets, crickets. You know. No, I guess not. Well, <laughs> if I get a Xbox 360, probably in the next couple of months, then that'd probably be one which will be on my uh, well, on you, my list. You know what? And I think this is true. I, I saw it in an ad, but it's also out or is out or coming out for the regular for the PC for the computer yes. as well. So you know, it's it's not like you need a, an Xbox 360. And I'm assuming and guessing that. For the most part, most Xbox three Xbox three sixty games, along with the uh, the PC versions, are, are pretty similar in quality and and the, the way the gameplay is and all that. So uh, the problem is they're not compatible online. Like I don't think unless it's a new unless it's a new feature, you won't be able to play with the PC users on the three sixty and vice versa. Like you, yeah, you have to have a link to live. I wouldn't think you could. Well, well, I mean, Joby, I know they're planning on doing that. They're planning on doing that in the future. I think when Vista comes out, they're going to start doing that. But until Vista comes out, I don't yeah. think that's going to be a feature. I'm sorry, Rick. What were you going to say? I was just going to ask. Uh, you, you seem to be pretty up on it, but I haven't really read enough to know. Is is, is there going to be a large sort of multiplayer online component to to Legacy? I oh, definitely. Was, oh, there is. Okay. Definitely, it's a well, it's a real time strategy game. So, I mean, one of the one of the most, you know, popular. Features I thought it was of more this. of a simulation. I guess I must. I must just have to, you know, start reading a little bit more up on it. But I, I had always assumed it was either more like a simulation slash kind of maybe a little mission adventure game. Right? I didn't realize it was a, a real time strategy game. I, I, I'm pretty. You know, I, it's been a little while since I've read up on the game myself. But my understanding of it is that it's you know you manage your resources, you manage a fleet of ships. So and you're saying you it's like control, StarCraft you know, for, for StarCraft for Star Trek? One maybe. Ship, you control the whole fleet, and then yeah. you, you. Well, uh, we'll have I'm to sorry, see how that you, how that comes out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't kept up on it enough to know. I just know the only thing I really know about that game. The main thing was the fact that the big deal was they got everyone, all the all the different captains from all the different series, to do the voices for for the for the game, and I think that included all the way up through uh, Enterprise with uh, Scott Bakula. Is that what you've heard also? Yeah, the, yeah, the production the production value should be excellent, and that's what I'm looking forward to most about this game is that you know it's the 360, it's the best technology available, uh, you know, uh, and uh, the production value should be as high as they can possibly be. So you know the graphics are going to be excellent. The voiceover is going to be excellent. DC, I, I think DC Fontana wrote the storyline for the game. Um, so right, right. There's, it's going to be, it's good, it's, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I really, yeah, I'll be definitely December fifth checking it out. I'll, I'll definitely be picking it up, probably for the Xbox 360, just because uh, I think it's a little, it'll be a little easier. Plus, we've got a, a, a pretty decent TV hooked up to that. And if there well, is, I'll be some looking online, forward. To, 
Go ahead. I'll be looking forward to owning you over Xbox Live, Rico, once the game comes out. Well, you could probably own me, but my younger son, I, I don't, I don't know about that. He, he's he's pretty good at that stuff. So <laughs> if if he decides to pick that one up, he just finished uh, the the Gears of War game, which he he seemed to really like that. That's uh, awesome. He just That's finished awesome that the, the single player ver- or mission of it or whatever you call the campaign of the of the game. So, Did so you finish he, on he casual or hardcore. Uh, are there only two settings? I'm not sure which setting he... I know he wasn't on the, whatever the hardest was, but I, I thought there were like three or four levels, and I know... There's he, three, there's oh, three, but... He might have been middle t- then. He might have been whatever the middle one was. I don't only think... Two, only two are unlocked at first, casual and hardcore, and then once oh, you finish hardcore, okay. insane opens up. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think he must have gone the casual route the first time through then, just to, just yeah. to get the feel for the game, but yeah, he I'm really working on ha- that. I'm working on hardcore myself, but then the multiplayer game is so much fun that I have no time to play the single player. I've been playing the multiplayer game uh, yeah, that's, pretty much uh, exclusively. That's quite that's quite the uh, quite the game. So, but we yeah, we'll be looking forward to the legacy game in another uh, uh, couple of weeks. Not too long now for that. December fifth. Uh, let's uh, yeah, let's get into the, uh, the the television area a little bit. I, I want to definitely hit on at least a couple of the shows. That have been seem to be getting everyone's attention. E- even people out there listening, maybe, or, or people that uh, not really, really listening, because I think most of the people listening to the podcast are sci-fi Trek fans. But the, I, I think Heroes is is the first thing I really wanted to talk about. And with regards to how well it seems to be doing in the ratings, it must be pulling in a lot of people that aren't traditionally fans of of those kind of shows. Now. Um, a little spoiler warning for anyone listening. You know, we're going to talk. You know, not really in, in depth too much. I think, but if you're not caught up on any of these these shows or movies, you might not want to listen to this podcast until you're done. Or especially if those kind of things bother you. Uh, with that said, uh, is everyone here on, on that we're talking? Jedi, Jeff, and Joby, and Mark. You guys are all caught up on Heroes. I hope. Yes. Mark, Mark's caught up. I'm caught up. How about uh, Jeff and Joby? Are you guys watching this? Ca- caught up with it? Uh, I haven't watching? watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably wait till uh, comes out on DVD. But okay, uh, Jeff. Do you yeah. mind yeah. if we talk a little bit about it, or is that all right? <laughs> not really. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. And Joby, with, I thought you. No, were... I'm, with, I'm with Jeff. I have not watched this show. There, I just, just too much. There's too much. TV oh, I thought right you'd now. been watching on it. I must I must be confusing or some of the comments on the forums with somebody else. But uh, no, I have I haven't been on the Heroes thread. Uh, I, I just it's not a show that I've gotten into. So all right, well we'll just talk a little bit, or at least I'll talk and Mark can chime in with what he thinks. But uh, that's fine. I don't I mind. I just the uh, being being a sci-fi and comic fan. This, this show is obviously pretty much geared for me. Uh, definitely, I'm I'm still a little surprised just because it seems kind of in this little niche uh, of shows I, I guess I'm a little surprised at how well it's doing in the ratings it seems to be really catching on uh, I'm not sure if that's going to continue you know maybe it's just a little bit of a there's not anything else on at the time I, I don't know why but I'm enjoying it so far I think they've got some interesting characters I also think they're at least moving the storyline along at a pretty good pace compared to uh, sometimes some other shows seem to dangle things out and never resolve anything Mark, uh, what, what do you think so far with with Heroes, and, and are you liking it still, or is it still keeping your interest? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I liked uh, how they. It seemed like there was the major conflict, the major resolution was with the cheerleader uh, plot line, and um, I was kind of expecting that to come at maybe the end of the year, but uh, they just kind of hit on it last Monday, 
And so now I'm kind of curious, what are they going to do with the rest of the season? Where are they going to go? Um, some yeah. of the characters with Hero, how he's basically kind of, you're not sure, sure what's going on with him. Uh, there really aren't a lot of characters I really don't like. I even like the dad now. I mean, he's actually kind of seems like he's not so bad after all. Yeah, that that's the uh, that's the thing I think that's kind of fun about the show is that they keep sort of changing things up a little bit. Just when you think you have something figured out or you think you know who's the good guys and who are the bad guys, they they mess things up with that a little bit and they, they keep you guessing. And uh, I think that's that's a good thing to do. It, it it makes it interesting, makes you keep coming back each week. They got a they definitely have a little formula. Kind of like they used to use on uh, the show Alias that Mark and I used to watch pretty regularly and enjoyed. But near the last five minutes of each show, it seems, with Heroes, they, they, they toss in some little kind of revelation or a cliffhanger or something that really makes you want to come back the next week. It's, it's a little bit of a gimmick, but I, I think it's, it's not, you know, not overly done. It's not like you're just going, oh, well, here's another, somebody's hanging off a building and they're just trying to get you to come back next week and obviously they're not going to fall or get hurt or whatever but it's uh yeah i think it's pretty good so mark you're uh yeah i, I agree with you i like the characters too is there anyone in particular that you're uh either happier with or not so happy with of any of them you said you like um, them all pretty well yeah I, I i like them pretty much all equally um i mean of course hero is you know kind of like the you know because he makes a lot of references to star trek yeah um yeah and star and, wars right yeah and um well, he actually, the actor playing him used to work at, uh, used to work for George Lucas. He worked at Industrial Light and Magic on, on some of the uh, effects and things on the prequels of the Star Wars movies. So it, he's he's got, you know, some, some of that kind of background, and I think he enjoys that area. He's also, I read in a magazine article, like basically a genius. He has like 160 IQ or somewhere like that, or 180. Or I don't know what it was I read, but the guy's super smart. He like reads like you know Stephen Hawking books, you know, like other people read Reader's Digest. I mean, he's he's, but he's also seems to be a real nice guy. There was a couple of interviews I saw and and, and heard with him, and and he seems seems a lot like his character actually on the show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's uh, and I th- I'm not sure what. How long they're going to be gone? I think they may be... Is it gone now? Is it on uh, t- this, this I coming thought Monday? They, yeah, I thought they said they have a new show on Monday. Okay, so it's still playing. They'll probably take a break during the, the December month. Most TV shows kind of go away yeah. for a little while. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this sometime on the podcast, maybe last week or the week before. But the big uh, thing about Heroes, and you guys are going to have to start watching, especially the Star Trek fans out there, is just... Uh, <laughs> Uh, George Takei, who played Sulu, of course, in the original Star Trek series, is going to become in some kind of a guest-starring role on on hmm. Heroes. There's an Oriental oh, wow. and Asian uh, character named Hero, which we were just talking about on the show, and George Takei is going to play his father on. Oh, that's on- awesome! That's neat. That's neat. Yeah, for him. So, so I glad. thought that was a pretty cool piece of casting that they decided to do. That's terrific. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it's it'll it'll be fun to see that, and it's um, it'll be uh, I think uh, a good way to bring in other fans. There's actually that bit of news he's going to be on, and I don't, are you guys Doctor Who fans? I know Mark has watched that. Uh, how about Jeff or Joby? Do you watch the new Doctor Who's that have been on the Sci-Fi Channel at all? Uh, I'm afraid not, Rico. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I'm not sure if we get it up in Canada. I'm sure we do, but I haven't watched it yet. So, well, there was a guy that did uh, play Doctor Who, not in the the current running season, but in the season before. His name is an actor called Christopher Eccleston. Uh, d- did a good job in the role, I thought, but he's also going to become, uh, uh, I don't know, a regular or semi guest star or whatever you want to call it. He's <laughs> going to end up on there. So they're doing a lot of this cross uh, casting thing, bringing in people that are in the the sci-fi and fantasy areas or whatever onto this show. So I think the people working on the show must have an appreciation of that kind of thing, which I think helps a lot. So so then, anyway, that's Heroes for people uh, out there listening. It's on NBC on Monday nights, at least in the United States. Do you get it in Canada on the same night? Do you know, uh, Jeff? Yeah, we get the we get uh, NBC, ABC, Fox, You get the same, CBS. yeah. I thought you guys yeah. get pretty much the same. Uh, same yeah, night. actually, I... Th- our eastern channels, I think, are the same as yours. I think we get the Detroit ones, Rick. So, okay, all right, so good. I'm watching good. the same stuff you do. Well, if you guys get a chance, I definitely recommend you, 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 you know, take a look at it sometime. Even you know, they do a pretty good job most of these shows at recapping things a little bit. Although there is obviously a lot that has gone on. I mean, it, I don't know how many we've seen so far. Maybe about eight, eight or nine shows or something like that. But it'll, uh, it'll definitely be worth catching up on. Hey everyone, this is Scott Johnson from the Extra Life Radio Show. You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi with my friend Rico. As far as uh, well, how about you guys, Jeff or Joby? What what are you watching right now? Are you are you getting are you watching anything on the Sci-Fi Channel? Are you guys Galactica fans? You watch the the new yep. Battlestar? Huge, huge Battlestar fan, Rico. Yeah, me as well. All right, well, let's talk about that because I think we're all we're all up on that then. And um, let me just. Well, I'm uh, actually I'm actually I'm I'm I just finished watching uh, the second to last episode of season two. I'm on I'm in the middle of the last episode of season two now i don't mind spoilers uh, that's you find you guys can talk about whatever you want but i'm just about to get started on season three i have the whole season three uh recorded on my dvr and i'm getting ready to watch that so but you guys could feel free <laughs> to well you talk probably about have heard you it you've heard enough in the past of what's going what's kind of going on on the show yeah exactly exactly to know don't worry about what's it. coming up a little bit but yeah uh jeff are you you're up on it right oh yeah we got we get it up here, like we get it the, uh, on Saturday, so the day after. Uh, well, why don't you start the then, States? since uh, we, you weren't you weren't in the heroes talk very much, and I'll let you start. Tell just tell me about what you think about the new Galactica. Uh, did you ever watch the old Galactica? What What do you like about the new show, and, and what keeps you watching it? Yeah, I've watched the uh, old uh, series, and I have the uh, DVD set of the uh, old series, which came in the uh, Cylon uh, box. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I know so, that one. Yeah, so I've I've watched them all, and I really enjoyed the original ones, and uh, this new one I really enjoy as well. Like say, um, I'll admit, like when I saw the uh, when I saw the miniseries at the start, like say about the first half of the first part of it, I wasn't too sold, but I think after the first hour, uh, it really got very interesting to me. And then once the season started, uh, once they started with like the the first seasons, like. 33 and and water and and on and on and on just got me more and more hooked each time and like i say i think it's just an awesome show and and so far this year like um the episodes so far this year have been just incredible like i say 
I've uh, kept me quite riveted. I'll admit, like, say, the la- last week's episode, uh, I felt was the weakest of, of all of them so far this year, but it was still quite a good show. Yeah, they've uh, they've really gotten uh, gotten good. I think they, uh, yeah, they're going to always have a, a show that's a little, you can't have the, you know, uh, the most exciting or the most suspenseful show every week. You've got to have those in-between kind of shows, I call them, where, you know, so they they get a chance to catch their breath a little bit, and you know they blew all their money on the special effects on one episode, and then then they, <laughs> then they got a then okay now now it's just uh, this show is all in you know uh, you know Admiral Adama's quarters, and that's all we can yeah. we can yeah. afford. And well, they you know they used to do that in Star Trek too. They had what what they I think they called them bottle shows, where yeah. there were yeah. shows that they never they never left the bridge or they never left the ship. And, exactly and, right. And some of those were the best. Shows of all, you know, some of they 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 are kind of forced to use a little more creativity when they when sure. they're yep. limited by their budget and yep. uh, and uh, so, I don't know some of the bottle shows I think are, are the best of all. Yeah, they uh, well, yeah, it's like you said. I think uh, Joby, they've uh, they've got to use a little bit more imagination sometimes than just having things blow up. You know, it's always easy to do that. Uh, right, but it's, and can I? I want to comment. I'm, I'm I'm often surprised. I've heard Jeff's comments before about how. They were uh, not real fans of the miniseries uh, when Battlestar first was released, and I, you know I, I feel the complete opposite. I was completely engaged by the miniseries. I thought they did an excellent job introducing all the characters, uh, introducing the you know the conflict, uh, and you know setting up setting up the whole storyline. I was immediately riveted by it, and uh, I don't really understand what people didn't like about it. I mean, I, I guess. In, in retrospect, when if people were watching from the very beginning, it was so new and it was so different from what the expectations might have been based on what the original series was like that maybe that affected how people felt about it. But for me, when since the show was out for quite a while, when I started watching it and I you know I pretty much knew about what all the changes were and uh, didn't really have expectations that some people may have had. I found it just really enjoyable and really well done. I was very impressed by the miniseries, and it did a lot to get me hooked on the regular series once it was released. Uh huh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I've commented on that before. Uh, for me, I was I was similar to what Jeff said. I, for some reason, it didn't hook me as much as when the regular the regular series started. Once once the regular uh, this you know, first season of the new Battlestar started, I really got hooked. I, I thought the the stories were a little tighter. You know, maybe it was just the four-hour length of the miniseries. To me, seemed a little drawn out for what they had to do. I, I'm not sure exactly why. And it could have been a little bit of, hey, you know, this is, uh, you know, not like the old Battlestar. And I, I was a big fan of that one and watched it when it was on, you know, years ago. I'm not sure exactly. I can't really explain it. But I, I just know it, with within the first few episodes of the first season of the of the new Battlestar, I was really... A lot more hooked than I was by the miniseries. The miniseries for me, you know, it was okay. I, I guess I could have. Um, I, I just didn't really get. I, I don't think they got into the characters quite as deeply as they've obviously been able to do on the TV on the regular week to week series. So sure. I think that for for me is a lot of. That's a lot of what makes me enjoy the the show. I mean, what are these guys going to do? What are they going to throw at them this week? What uh, what's going to happen? How are they going to react? How are they going to react to each other? I mean, to me, the characters and the way they're dealing with each other—it's a really strong character show. I mean, yeah, they're they're on this whole long plot and mission with the Cylons trying to wipe them out, and 
them trying to find Earth and all that now, but it, it's more like, you know, how's Starbuck dealing with, with what's going on with, with her and, you know, with, you know, how's Commander, or, or sorry, Admiral Adama dealing with his son and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Mark, what, what I know you've, you're a big fan and you watch it each week. What, tell us what you think was the miniseries really where you where the show grabbed you or did did it take you a while also you know it's really kind of interesting because um it seemed like the uh this when the series started it was just so much different from the uh, miniseries uh i had the same kind of idea when i saw when i watched the miniseries i mean i remember the old show i remember and they made so many you know making starbuck a girl and all these other things it was just kind of um kind of hard to get into and then it seemed like the series kind of helped to uh, help that along. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. It just uh, – I'm definitely uh, a big fan of the show. And I might just go back and maybe if they ever uh, play the miniseries again, I might just go back and watch it knowing what I know now. Yeah, I agree. I, I wanted to do that too just, just to see if it would – you know, if I had to look at it a little differently now that I know these characters a bit, a bit more. I think maybe the difference for me was that uh, I, I was never a huge fan of the original show. I mean, I was pretty young. I think it was 1979 or 78 when it was on the air. Yeah. So I was, you know, I'm, I was 10 years old, um, and I, I remember watching it as well as you know. But it, it kind of blended in with Buck Rogers and uh, uh, the other shows that sci-fi shows there were oh, yeah, at that it was, time. It was it definitely. Really Definitely, it was a product of of that time. I mean, it was it was the TV version of Star Wars, basically, is what they tried to do. I mean, yeah. when Star Wars started, and that big explosion, and, and you know, of, of entertainment, and they said, "Hey, we we need to put something really high level with a lot of special effects and things on television." And you know, it was the most expensive thing ever shown on TV at the time. But it, uh, they they quickly realized it took more than just things blowing up and and robots or cylons and things t- to make a show so. yeah but the, the all the, the you know the the, the 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 kind of stuff that a lot of real old longtime fans of the show were upset about and complaining about the changes and that didn't really bother me so much in fact i thought you know it, it it's probably a lot more engaging and interesting to me than the original show would be if i went back to watch it now the interesting thing i actually found about uh what kind of uh, set me off a bit on the on the on the pilot wasn't much so that like Starbuck was a was a woman because I knew that kind of going in was was more of the relationship between Adama and Apollo actually because I always liked the original where uh, Adama and Apollo were very respectful of each other and Apollo always mm-hmm. um, respected his father and and um, was his father's bigger biggest supporter in the original series and then when uh, this one came on. It was like they were at odds, and kind of set me off a little bit. But kind of once the end of the uh, of the pilot and the start of the um, the series, I could see that I could see that bond between them, which was kind of reminiscent of the uh, original series. So that kind of helped my acceptance on it, which is kind of a different, maybe from a lot of people's viewpoint on uh, on the two uh, Battlestar Galacticas. Yeah, it's uh, they're definitely different different shows, but I th- the the new Galactica, just like the old one, I think they're you know most you know most TV and movies really I think uh, are reflecting the the time that they're done in. I mean this this Galactica is not a very happy you know it's not a very happy place. It, it, there's a lot of problems. P- 
people don't get along with each other very much. And even if they do, then things happen to me- mess that up. And, and there's there's just a lot of real complicated people. And you know, you never really got that sense. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people weren't complicated twenty or thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it's it's just it, they're they're really different shows. And I think you can enjoy them both. I mean, it's like the whole Star Trek original series versus the next generation of star trek and maybe we can shift gears and talk a little bit about trek or something now the um you know there are a lot of people out there that are just no you know they're they're only fans of one of the trek series maybe they you know they didn't really know the original series or maybe they grew up on that and they wouldn't accept you know there was a lot of uh there was a lot of backlash when next generation first started on television uh, from the original series fan of uh, you know fans out there saying you know this isn't going to be like trek uh, we're not really going to accept it. What, what's what's the deal? This this bridge looks like a hotel lobby. You know what, what's this bald guy doing? You know what's going on here? Can he get a do- can he get a good toupee like William Shatner or what? You know, I mean, <laughs> but it you know it, it eventually it works out. I think the thing that helps is is you have good good strong actors. I think is important. I think Galactica, Next Generation, and all these shows these days. I I'd probably venture to you know my in my view. I think. I think these people are more versatile and better actors than, than than some of the people that acted in some of these shows long ago. I mean, I, that, I'm probably going out on a little bit of a limb and probably going to get some flack for that, but I don't know. I think they can do more than they used to be able to do. I think they're they're pushed more. I think it's part of the part of the writing. I think is 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 a good part. I mean, you know, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy pretty much on 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 the original Star Trek series. Yeah, they were the same every week. There wasn't a whole lot changing for them, you know, and occasionally little things would happen, but by the end of the episode and the next week, you know, it was business as usual. Well, the show is now, it's not at all like that anymore. I mean, these people get put through all kinds of stuff, and and it really affects them and changes them, and it's, it, I think it's the, the plot-type shows where it's just, okay, we have to solve Crisis A and then get B from Planet A to Planet B or whatever, you know what I mean, and but nowadays, it's you know this is going on in the background. But how does it affect Starbuck or Apollo, and or how does it affect the characters that you know on on like the newer Trek shows? And you know what, what is uh, Janeway or Seven of Nine or Archer or to Paul? What do they think about what's going on? You know that that kind of stuff. Uh, what, what do you guys? Anyone want to hit that topic or whatever? What do you think about the shows? You know, twenty thirty years ago versus now. Do you kind of agree with what I'm saying, or am I just? I agree with you, Rico. I, I think over uh, time, like like I think with most shows, just over time, uh, things kind of evolve, you know, and, and yeah. like, say writing gets more in detailed or more involved, I guess, just like just about anything in life, you know, way things were done like 20 or 30 years ago are a lot different than the way they're done now, so I, I, I think we see that the same with the television and movies as well, you know, they're going for deeper stories because maybe that's what people want, things like that, so... Yeah, you're not limited by the the kind of themes. I think I think uh, Gene Roddenberry's involvement in a lot of the earlier series was, although of course you know, very important and uh, key to the, to making the series what everybody loves about Star Trek. It was also a little bit limiting. I'm sure there was lots of storylines that got shot down because. You know, Gene Roddenberry uh, felt that this is not something that should be in the Trek universe, or this is not something that Trek characters would do. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's, and I, I yeah, think, that's definitely I think, true. I mean, that, I think now that he's gone, and and uh, uh, you know, it it should be interesting to see what they do with this new movie now that uh, 
you know, you're freer to uh, explore more adult type themes than you were in the, uh, I think, original series. I think uh, the other comment I want to make about uh, The Next Generation is that it's a real product of the time, too, and the fact that there was uh, there was a lot of support behind the franchise at the time. I think nowadays, if Star Trek, let's say uh, TNG came out now, there's no way that it would have had uh, the kind of freedom it had to really develop its following and develop its characters and kind of find its footing. You know, it took really two seasons. The first two seasons of The Next Generation, while of course I love them and think they're great, I don't think fans really latched onto the show until season three. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I think nowadays there's no way that this, the series would... I mean, we saw it with Enterprise. It's amazing Enterprise lasted as long as it did. Yeah. As, as it did. Uh, because, you know, a show lo- that loses money like that, it's just, it's going to get cut off and it's never going to have its chance. There's a lot more pressure to... A lot more competition right now, you know. There's there's just a, it amazes me, you know, every uh, season when I look at what's coming on, how many, what I call sort of sci-fi, sort of, you know, not just your typical TV, you know, you've got cable television, you've got... Uh, new series of premiering and everything, and, and there's just a lot more sci-fi slash fantasy slash uh, speculative type shows out there than, like you said, uh, Joby, when when TNG started. That was it. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot. If you wanted to watch some sci-fi on TV, well, there you go. That's what you're going to watch. Yep. And, and, you know, the competition these days between the Internet, between movies, video games, computer stuff, uh, there, there's a huge amount of competition for your entertainment dollar, and and it's it makes shows just you know vanish in a in a blink of an eye. I mean, there were shows this year that's that premiered in the fall that lasted a couple episodes, and and poof, they were gone. You know, yep. they film them and they don't even show them. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. just like they don't even give some of these shows a chance. I'm <laughs> very thankful that that TNG was given its opportunity to uh, really catch its viewers. Otherwise, you know, we might have never seen Deep Space Nine and all the other stuff, the great stuff that came after. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like Joby says, it's like with these new shows, you got to come out of the gate, like, really strong. And if you show any weakness right at the start, it, like, say someone someone just just cancels it. Like, they don't, they won't... They don't want to wait around for a season, as, as we've quite seen quite often. Yeah, definitely. What, Mark, what do you uh, what do you think about this subject and shows getting a chance and and the the shows versus uh, these days versus you know twenty years ago or so? Well, I, I think the viewers uh, these days are, are a little bit more uh, sophisticated, little, you know, quite a bit more intelligent, um, and I think they see that they can't just come out with these little tiny sitcoms. I mean, they still have them. But I mean, look at things like Lost or um, you know Alias or something, where they really you know had very involved plot lines. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, you know, back in the was it back when it was in the mid '70s or something, they had like you know Happy Days and you know where each show was its own episode. They didn't really have they don't really have they never really had continuing storylines. I don't even think in the old Trek series did they have really any real continuing storylines in it. Nope, not really. No, nope. yeah, right. it I was mean... just it was just each its own show. And that's that's I think a, that's a good point. I mean, I think that's a good and a bad thing. I mean, I think it's it's great because it keeps people coming back and interested. But I'll tell you, it I think there's also a, a bad element to that where it scares people off. From yeah, ever. I agree with you. Go ahead. I agree with you on that, Rico, because I remember that the X Files actually was 
I was really interested in it, and you know they'd have like the one-off episodes which were really interesting, but then they had those ones which followed uh, like a story arc, and then they got right. so many of those running that, like I say, you just got you got confused in the end. So, well, I, yeah, I would. Uh, it, it, that's a good example because yeah, they they'd intersperse the 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 one-shot episodes with with the the overall storyline going on and, and you'd be like, Hey, you know, I watch this show every week and I can't even follow it. Yeah. yeah you know, well, I, you know, I, I'll tell you, we're, we're at an advent, uh, where in, in television, where things are really changing with on demand television that's available. Now, if you have digital cable in most places, you can get on demand television and the networks are now are starting to put up these shows. I think Jericho right now, CBS is doing it. Jericho is available on mm-hmm. on demand for free. You can watch those episodes right online. So, yep. Yeah, so or not online, but on right through your cable box. Oh, if you have right, digital cable, also. you can just watch it on demand. I, it might be available online as well. I'm not sure, but that that I think that's that's a function that as more people start to use that and start to become aware of it, uh, it's going to be really helpful for these kind of episodic series for people to, you know, jump in in the middle and then catch up, you know, decide, oh, wow, I really like this show. Then they can catch up and watch all the stuff on demand in the beginning. I, I think it's a great function. And as, as uh, TV shows start to, as different uh, networks start to realize the value of that and start making it more available, more widely available, I think it can do nothing but benefit and, uh, you know, really, really benefit viewers. Yeah, I think I think they've. I don't think they've. Uh, well, it's kind of good that it's come at the same time. You know, these things have sort of merged a little, where the internet and and being able to watch these shows when you want, maybe watch them again if you want. I mean, there are some of these shows like uh, Jericho Heroes, maybe. Well, Heroes, I know reruns again, like later in the week. It's. Uh, I think they're they're trying to say, hey, look, if you missed it the first time, here's another chance to see it, or here's even another chance to see it, even if you saw it the first time, but. You, you need a piece of paper and a pencil to keep track of what's going right. on. So Yeah, we almost have to have something like that available with these shows. I mean, right now I know if I were to start to watch Heroes in the Middle, I wouldn't know what the heck was going on. There, yeah. has, to be, there has to be some way to you know get caught up somehow, and I think On Demand is, is the way to do it. I really do. I mean, I, I guess through iTunes you can download episodes now, but that, that costs money. Yeah, uh, yeah. You and, can, and, there, there's multiple ways you can do it, and, and it's... Um, Truthfully, if I didn't have my TiVo, I, I probably would be missing a lot of this stuff because yeah. a lot of times it's on at, at times I'm not, you know, up to watch them and, and pay attention like you have to watch some of these shows. You know, you really have to watch what's going on. I mean, for example, uh, last uh, week on Heroes, there's a, a brief little few seconds where, and I'll have to ask Mark this because I'm sure he saw it, but they show a list of, of uh, without going into too much detail, but of all the heroes kind of around, one guy was sort of researching them, and it shows a list of, of their names and where they live on a computer screen, and it's only on screen for maybe a couple of seconds, but with the handy-dandy TiVo, I could pause that and go, okay, we've seen that hero, we've seen that one. Did you see that, Mark? Did you, were yeah, you... I saw the list. I didn't see the name. I didn't see the detail of the name, so I never thought about rewinding it. You didn't pause and, and take a look again at it? Because no, I, I should I, have. I was watching it with my younger son, Eric, and I said, okay, Eric, go back to that list. You know? <laughs> and then you know, maybe about half the names on this list were, uh, were not... Uh, you know, we hadn't seen these heroes yet. You haven't seen them. You don't know what their powers are. You don't know what they can do or where they, where they've been or what's going on. So, you little little things like that, like you mentioned, Jericho. I watched that show, uh, which is pretty pretty good. Uh, a little slower than some of these others, but there. And I 
think I said this before at some time, but there is a little bit of Morris code at the beginning of that show during the like the opening little theme where they they show the name Jericho. And uh, my son told me he read online that this this Morris code little changes every week. <laughs> and and somebody online has gone and done each episode decoded this little Morris code thing. And it and is you know saying uh, they're giving clues to what's going on. Kind there. of, yeah, exactly. Now there's no way in the past that would have worked. You need to be able to listen to it a few times. You need to be able to look it up or write it down, and then somehow that people start talking about this online and, and different, you know, around the, as the the proverbial water cooler the next day. So yeah, you know, this I'll never forget during Lost uh, during yeah. season two during season two of Lost the first time that they let the they didn't push the button and they let the button go and and. Uh, the, the little timer clock moved to all those symbols. The very next day online, uh, people had taken screen captures of that shot and like an- analyzed the symbols oh, yeah, in great yeah. detail, yeah, exactly like the hieroglyphics. Same, yeah, exactly. <laughs> amazing the, the amount of detail some of these uh, fans of the shows go into in analyzing what's going on and trying to figure out what all the clues are. Right, and I'm, complete, cool. I'm, I'm completely convinced that because of everyone's you know technology, computers, and DVRs and, and abilities to do these kind of things now. I, I think the people that make the shows definitely have a lot of that in mind when they put those things in. They say, "Hey, let's yep. just show you know a, a brief you know half a second of something," and, and we know the next day that the people are going to be talking about it and what's going on, and and they're going to be freeze capturing that and, and and analyzing it. So, so they're definitely. Sometimes I even think these guys are looking for people and what their ideas are, what's going on in the show, and they're going like, "Hey, you know what? That 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 idea is better than the idea we came up with. Let's use that idea." You know, <laughs> you know they're doing that, Rico. You know, there's someone they they probably oh, hire yeah. people to check out the message boards and stuff. Hey, um, before we get too much, we got about another maybe say about another fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes. Uh, didn't want to go too longer than an, much longer than an hour, but. Um, about as far as television, are, are you guys Jeff or Joby or Mark? Uh, is there any other current shows that have really got your attention, or what? what are you guys watching? Uh, well, the the new enhanced Star Trek. I'm a little couple behind on it, but I've still seen some. I saw the trouble with Tribbles that they did. Um, they uh, they did some neat shots there, some new special effects shots with uh, Space Station K7. You know where they go and a Klingon shot with uh, when the Klingons show up. But are you guys watching anything else that you wanted to chat about as far as television, sci-fi TV? Not um, really. No, me just just lost, but we've already discussed that one. So. Yeah, a little bit, and that's kind yeah. of in its little break now until, uh, what, February, I think? Yeah. Is yeah, something like February. What do you guys think about that? Have you, uh, has everyone, I know Mark watches that. Are you guys all have have been watching that since the beginning? And what do you what do you think about that? We can talk about that for a couple minutes. Lost. Yeah, I think uh, so far this season, I'm kind of a bit with you, Rico, and that I've I've been a little bit disappointed. Like uh, like say, really haven't you know? Like they kind of killed off Mr. Echo, which uh, I felt was uh, I never really like your early season killings because same with uh, Shannon last year, I just didn't feel like uh, really added very much to the overall story and. Yeah, I heard so he far, asked to be. Yeah. I, I heard he asked to be killed off. I, he wanted to leave the show. I think. Yeah, I heard that too. But uh, it's just it seemed like an incomplete kind of uh, ending to that character. Yeah, and it so. also seems to me like if they're, uh, you know, since when do the people? Well, I don't want to be on the show anymore. I mean, why don't they have contracts? 
Do they? I guess he only signed of... a one-year one. Oh, okay. So he, he they actually got him to come back for a few episodes. In other words, yeah, he didn't even have to come back this year at all. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was I don't understand that. He must Rodriguez. have he must have something pretty good going on because to to want to leave one of the hottest shows in television. Uh, you know, in its prime, when it's most popular. I oh yeah, that and that always works on. out so well for actors that we've yeah, seen right. do that in the in the right. past. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I yeah, Jeff, the uh, I'm a little disappointed. I think I've said that a few times, both on the podcast and on the forums. You know, it's a show that really got my attention early on. I think it got a lot more hype than maybe. I think the hype kind of hurt it, and now they're kind of in this. I don't know what they're doing right now. I mean, frankly, I mean, I just. I, they I think, just seem to be yeah. sort of wandering a little bit on there. There doesn't seem to be any focus kind of left. I think they it. got distracted with their uh, lost experience over the summer as well, doing so much uh, extra like over the internet and all those different areas where they had all the extra lost kind of information. That I think they kind of got distracted from like the kind of the main story, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and um, well, it's just to me, it's just not that much fun to watch anymore. You know, at first it was really fun each week. You know, they were mostly together. They were trying to do something. They're just kind of like, you know, I, I just want to smack most of the people on the show, or <laughs> the characters, I should say. Half Tell the time. me something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the way I felt that way last year too. I really did. I finally. And I think this layoff. I think this layoff ahead. stinks. I think. I think it's a terrible idea. They're going to lose viewers. You know, who wants to wait four months for a show to come back? You know, when you. That's ridiculous. They really should do it the way 24 goes, especially an episodic show where you wait from week to week to see, you know, what's coming next, you know, and you have cliffhangers and things. Yeah, it's that's... just unfair. It's 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 I think it's rude to the viewership, you know. It it shows a lack of uh, a, a real lack of caring for the people that are fans. Yeah, I, that really I, I agree. I agree 110%. I think that it was a mistake. I I kind of know their ideas, but I I agree with you, uh, Joby. They they really goofed up. I think it should have just been shown straight through. Whether they started in September and went till like March and then they were done, or started in January like the twenty four method. You know, Jack Bauer from twenty four. If he was on that island, he would have been <laughs> off in like he would have been off that island in like one episode. You know, he would have gone to those other guys. He would have grabbed one of them around the neck and he said, "Get me off this island." He would have been gone. That's it, gone. So you know, it's uh, which twenty four. I just love. I just I love that show. But that's not exactly sci-fi, although they get pretty crazy sometimes. Uh, but it's it's just they've uh, yeah, and this four month or whatever three four months and it comes back in February, right? It's just yep. I, I I think they, their viewership is down this year already, and now they're going to yeah. have these months off. So it's I just think they really need to start accomplishing something. I mean, I I just they need to get the group together. I've said since the show started, I said. Uh, these people need to get along. These people need to work together and stop fighting each other and start trusting each other and, and focus on getting away and getting off this island or figuring out what's going on. Sometimes they start to do that just a little bit, and then something happens that kind of, you know, it's like, uh, look, you know, there's there's this strange person running through the jungle, or look, there's this little hatch. Who cares? Get off the <laughs> island. You know, I, I don't know. Mark, what, what do you say? I know you've been kind of down on it when we've talked before yeah it's um i mean it's, a, it's you know when i watched the last show last season it's like they actually opened more questions and answered oh yeah and i yeah. thought it's like why do that at the end on the last show of the season i mean i know you're trying to get the viewers back but um you know you've been doing this all year and then do it make it even worse at the end of the season was a big mistake um 
And this year, I mean, I, I think I missed like one episode, but I don't really think I missed much. No, probably um, not. <laughs> and I mean, I'll probably I'll probably watch it when it comes back in February because I get the feeling it's going to be the last year for the show. I just don't see it. I just can't believe they're going to do they do another season. Oh, really? Um, I don't know. It just it just it just seems like like we said, we, you know, the viewership is definitely down. Um, and the, but it's still one of the one of the top rated shows, isn't it? Oh well, yeah, they, they're, I, yeah, they're still yeah they're down from where they were. They're they're still it's not like they've. Uh, but when you're that hot, see, people get a little bit crazy in, in TV land. I think when you're that hot and then you lose, you know, you're not number one or two anymore. You're number like fifteen or wherever they're at. Um, and I, I really really think when they come back, I think they're even going to get they're going to be worse than that. I think. They end the, so. If they end the show though without resolving it, there's going to be a revolution. Oh, I don't be... think I don't oh. think that'll yeah. happen. I think that they'll 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 definitely have some kind of resolution. I, I personally kind of think that they could probably resolve this show in one episode if they wanted to or have to. I don't yeah. think. Oh, I don't know. It just say there's so many different storylines. But I don't think it's really my my gut's telling me. I don't think this thing is really as complicated as people might think it is. I think it's a lot simpler than people think. I, I, I've had a few ideas and a few more that I won't say, but the, the bottom line of it is if they – here's my theory on that. Just the Let's just call it the, you know, the answer to lost or the explanation. If it's too complicated, I think that's just going to really annoy people. I, I really think that if the, if the answer to the whole situation is too complicated, it, it just – people will just go, what? You know, what are you talking about, you know? Uh, or Or – you know, I guess on the other hand, if it's too simple, it'll be kind of a little bit possibly a letdown. But I, I don't know. I just I don't see it being as elaborate as, as some of these. Uh, I, you know, I've see, seen a few online people's theories that go on for pages and pages, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know? I, well, it's gonna, they, have, know. they have quite a challenge. They've set, a, they've set out quite a challenge for themselves. So it's going to be pretty hard to live up to all the hype that's been generated by Yeah, that's why show. I think it's a mistake for them to – that's why I've been enjoying Heroes a little bit more because they're feeding us a little bit more – uh, than than Lost ever did in the first few years, you know. And th- the thing that's kind of bugged me a bit about Lost, the other, and th- then we we'll kind of wrap things up and maybe do a quick little movie talk segment, but cool. the last thing I was going to say was just, what is it, like three months has supposedly gone by for them, three or four months, yeah, uh, about days, a month, a year or something and gone Lost? What's up with that? that? That's just very hard as a viewer, at least. I don't know what you guys think, but that's hard yeah, for I me agree. as a viewer to... Except it's hard to put yourself. Three years have gone by for us in real time. Okay. Yeah, I would. I'd prefer, like, say, I don't necessarily need three years to go by, but I would. From the amount of time they've been on there, I would expect it feels more like six months or something to me than sure. At least, than, at least maybe yeah, half or, the or time. A year, yeah, yeah may, maybe say you know five six months for every year that we've we've gone through it. But it's just these people have barely been there. I, I mean, I just. That's that's hard for me as a as a viewer when they when that comes up occasionally on the show I just go like, how come Hurley weighs so much still? How come these guys don't grow <laughs> at their hair any longer? Is there some kind of like you know barber shop nearby that I don't know about or what? What's going on? And uh, it, you know it, it's just that I think that takes a little bit away from the show. I don't I don't know exactly why they they're doing that. Um, may, maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know because they got to look good on the magazine covers, Rico. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They, they, if they'd really been on that island for three whole years, they, they'd be a little more desperate, and, and they they probably you're right. They wouldn't look nearly as nice as they still do, and still wearing pretty much the same clothes that they they wore uh, uh, in the first episode of the first season or so. So, uh, 
But anyway, let's uh, have you guys. Um, let's go off to to movies just a little bit for about five five ten minutes here. But have you guys seen uh, the new James Bond movie? I know Mark and I saw it. Uh, yes. How about either uh, Joby or Jeff? Have you guys seen the Casino I've Royale? I've seen James Bond. Pardon me. I saw it last week. Okay. All right. How about you, Joby? No, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But See, Joby's got that yet. little kid at home. He, you know, he's <laughs> got. I remember those days. Yeah, it's lucky if I will watch it when it comes out on on, on rental. Um, uh, I, I'm not allowed to go to the movies unless my wife can come. So it's. Uh, yeah. You know, What's that about? Is that about twice a year, Joby? <laughs> well, I just saw Borat recently, which I loved. Oh, okay. All that right. That movie was awesome. Um, but the the Casino Royale. So, what did you think, Jeff? I know I've talked I, about it a little bit last yeah. uh, podcast. I liked it. Like, say, it was uh, it was a lot different than um, it was a lot different than the uh, earlier Bond movies. And I went with my uh, dad and my wife, and uh, they both felt uh, they didn't feel as good about it as I did because they were kind of uh, remembering back to the uh, older Bond movies with the uh, gadgets mm-hmm. and things like that. But invisible cars and you yeah, know, yeah. But I like this one. Like, say, I. I liked it. I, I felt it brought it kind of back to like its roots, kind of like Batman Begins, the same kind of revisioning of it, you know, a little more realistic. Because I, cause I remember like when I saw like the, the two Bourne movies, I was, I was really impressed with those movies, and I was going, I wish James Bond is a little more like, like this movie, a little more realistic. Yeah, that, that's a good, uh, yeah. a good analogy. I, he was a lot like Bourne was in the Bourne movies. You're right, a lot yeah. more. Uh, I mean, he could he he was a lot more violent and a lot more uh, kind of just down and dirty kind of character rather than just more what you would expect of a, an agent in in these days and times to act. Like, oh yeah, so. yeah, yep, yeah. definitely. Mark, what I know we saw it last week when it opened uh, Friday. Uh, what did you think? I, I think you said you liked it when we were uh, leaving the theater. Well, I'm kind of wondering how much does this guy pay for car insurance? It must be astronomical. <laughs> I mean, he can't he can't have a car to save his life. That's true. Um, How many cars did he crash or whatever? Yeah, he had. He drove a car for about a couple miles. It was gone. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, that's true. Yeah, that's that's definitely no. It was good. Expensive cars. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be looking forward. I'm sure they'll be doing some more, and I'll be looking forward to them. Yeah, Um, is John Cleese in it? No, no, no. There's no. There's no uh, M or was it M? Yeah. No, I'm I'm sorry. Q. John Cleese is Q. Q. Yeah. There was no Q in this one. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Q. Yeah. They got away from that. Yeah. They. They. M is the the leader, the head of the the whatever they call it, the British. It's and that's the, the same British actress, right? They use Judy Dench this this yeah, time. She, yeah, she's great. She's really good. Yeah, that she was back. No, no uh, gadget guy to give him gadgets. He doesn't really, you know, pretty much. I think uh, he has a cell phone, and that's about it for the most part. And a computer, a laptop. Um, yeah, I, 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 mean, I think that's good. I think I think the movie, uh, especially in the in the seventies and the eighties, was. Uh, like a cartoon almost. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it's good that they're getting away from that and going more towards the darker, grittier, realistic uh, type adventure. I, I'm I'm really psyched to see it. I can't wait. Yeah, there's no there's no question that they they definitely purposely you know said okay you know no laser watches no no you know whatever inflatable airplanes or just nothing strange like that. I mean they they definitely kept it real. There's there's pretty much very little in the movie that. Except, uh, you know, I, I guess some of the things he gets away with when he's chasing this guy across these buildings and rooftops without breaking his neck uh, that uh, you have trouble believing. So, yeah, Casino Royale, if you're a James Bond fan, I think uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, 
If you guys, uh, somebody mentioned Borat, not really at all sci-fi. We can't even stretch. <laughs> even James Bond isn't really, you know, the only reason I talk about Bond, I guess, is it seems like typically most people that are liking sci-fi and those kind of things enjoy James Bond. So I slip it in. It used to be a lot more sci-fi. Moonraker. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the days of uh, of the older yeah. James Bond movies were were much more sci-fi than than the current Casino Royale is, and I have a lot of love. I don't want to. I don't want to give the impression that I didn't like the uh, cartoony type bonds. I have a oh, lot. Oh yeah, of love I saw the those. They were bond. fun. They're, they were yeah. fun, and and it's again. I think it's like we talked about earlier with the television. I think it's a product of of its time. You know this. Mm-hmm. The, the, oh, definitely. Know, 2006 to almost 2007 with terrorism and wars and crazy things going on in the world. I, I think these movies really, really. Are, are reflecting what's going on, and I'm not going to get all political or anything like that. It's just this is what people are thinking about right now. So this is what the kind of things that are showing up in entertainment. Yeah. Um, it's um, you know it's one of the reasons I've always liked sci-fi and fantasy because you get away from reality a little bit, you know, for a little while. But it's still even when you get away from it, you know, Star Trek was was a classic of this. Was even if it's in a sci-fi world, they're still kind of. They're still kind of talking about you know modern day problems, so it's not really. It's pretty impossible to get away from that. I mean, the people writing them are living in this time. I mean, it's it's sure. it's just the way it works. Uh, Almost every show in the early days is an allegory of some kind or another. Yeah. Um, anything else, you guys, movie wise that you've seen, maybe that even rented uh, that, that you really like that you want to talk about? I'm really looking forward to. I, I've said many times, looking forward to the Aragon movie. Uh, that's coming up in the middle of December, which is a, a kind of a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy tale. Really looking forward to that film. I really enjoyed the books. Um, what, do you, what else have you guys either seen lately or are looking forward to uh, that, that's coming out soon? Well, I saw well, for, I, I saw Deja Vu uh, a couple what last week. That was good. Now that was uh, that's that Denzel Washington movie, right, Mark? That's right. the, the new Denzel Washington. You liked it? You yeah. thought they did a good job? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they um, they definitely uh, filled in all the cracks, and uh, it was good. Good, okay. Well, it looks like that had some kind of sci-fi elements to it, at least from the trailers even. Yeah, you know? def- yeah, it's definitely very sci-fi. Yeah, because there's these guys in this sort of secret little society, and they're, they're talking about, uh, what are they talking about? Something like uh, they can go three days in the past or something like yeah, that? Yeah, remember the old show, Seven Days? Oh, right, right, right. It's kind of like that idea. Okay, yeah, UPN, I think that was on. Yeah, they, they, he would be able to go a week back in the past and, and fix things or change things. Right, okay. So that, that sounds... Oh, that's the thing where the guy got the newspaper, right? Didn't he get a newspaper with... No, the, that was like a different yesterday's... one. That was oh, a different oh. show. The The Seven Days, it was a guy who was a, sort of like this metal sphere that he'd hop into, and and then he'd end up a week in the past. The I think the one you're thinking of... Uh, Joby is oh, what was that? early edition. Was yeah. that the name of that? Oh right, early right. edition. That was good. Um, and how about you guys? Either either Jeff or Joby. What what uh, you rented anything lately or anything coming up that looks that's caught your interest online for movie previews or trailers? No, nothing really for me. Like say I'm more just kind of waiting for like uh, Spider Man and uh, like yeah uh, next summer. Next, next summer yeah. is going to have a lot of good stuff. Next it looks Pirates like. of the Caribbean movie. Like say, I was kind of disappointed this year because it seems like to be a really a big lack of uh, blockbuster movies this year so yeah. i was quite disappointed you mean over the uh for the holidays coming up or, or yeah, during even the summer? these holidays these yeah. holidays the summer just 
Like I remember, like years. Come before, on, you got you got Santa Claus. You got Santa Claus three. You can go see. <laughs> yeah, I could. But every week you'd go to a movie, and seems like this year wasn't the case really. So I could tell you two movies that I'm very much looking forward to, and they're both sort of secret shames. I'm kind of outing myself here on uh, Tracks and Sci-Fi, but uh, two movies that I'm really looking forward to coming up uh, soon. One is Harry Potter and Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, uh, yep. That's that'll I, be uh, next summer though. That's coming out. Oh no! I thought it was. I thought it was this winter. No, no. Oh, yeah. It's unfortunately. Yeah, they've they've released them at, at a couple different times. This one they seem to alternate. This one's not coming out until next July. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Uh, you know, but the, the one that's definitely coming out in December that I can't wait for is Rocky Balboa. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of science fiction right there. <laughs> oh yeah. He's that's like 120 right. years old, right? So an old guy first... who tries to live as in his youth or something or <laughs> yeah. I'll be first in line when that movie comes out. I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. I, you know, I have to I'll admit, probably I, see it. I have to admit I, I'm I'm the same way Joby. I, I for some reason I've always liked those movies. Even Rocky 5 I'll I'll even watch, you know, or something. <laughs> But it's uh, it, it's it looks like it might be pretty good. I mean, I, I gotta hand it to uh, Sylvester Stallone for keep tr- keep trying. He's gonna do another Rambo movie too. I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so, read that too. So I had Rocky. I had Rocky three on uh, when I was a kid. I had Rocky three on on video disc, and me and my little me and my baby brother watched Rocky three probably a hundred times. And we we had all the dialogue memorized. We had all the fight scenes memorized. We used to play them out as the movie was going on. I have a lot of love for those movies, and I'm really excited that this new one's coming. Yeah, out. you know they don't. You know when you think about it, I mean they, there there isn't really any other movies that are like those at all. So I mean it, right. it, it fills this little niche or whatever, and, and it, we haven't had one in a long time. So it's uh, you know that I think uh, I think it might be uh, more enjoyable and might do a little better than might than people might think. Yeah, I heard it's pretty good. You know, I don't care. I don't care how bad it is. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think that uh, I, I feel the same way. So, uh, hey, uh, hang on the line, guys. But I'm just going to kind of wrap this up here. I, I really just wanted to thank you guys for taking some time to talk with us about all this sci-fi TV and a little bit on movies. I, I think we had a, a good conversation about the current state of things and got into some depth on on the. You know, maybe why the TV and movies are the way they are right now, and I, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. But but hang on, and we're just gonna I'm gonna stop the recording, and I'll be back in a second. Okay. This has been a Rick Dosty production. This podcast, copyright 2006, all rights reserved.